I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Welcome to Beauty Bosses. I'm so pleased to introduce you guys to Jennifer Vandeer. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So Jennifer, as everybody knows, started Bandeer, which is this amazing uh, clothing concept athleisure brand. Um, you started with humble beginnings in um, 2014 with the location in Southampton, and now you have five locations, four in New York, one in Dallas, Texas. You're opening another store in in NoHo. In NoHo. And then one in LA. And opening a new one at 108 Fifth Avenue with food concept with broken coconut. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so, so Bandier is kind of changing the way everyone in New York thinks about athleisure because it's made chic something that used to be utilitarian. Exactly. But it wasn't utilitarian that I felt like worked for me. It wasn't like cool, industrial, utilitarian, sort of uniglow in its beginning. Mm -hmm. It was more, um, it just wasn't, that style didn't work for me, which is sort of how I started looking for all these new brands because I couldn't find in New York and I couldn't believe it the clothing that would work for me, that would make me look sophisticated and chic on the Upper East Side, but was also performance and comfortable. Yeah, so let's rewind for a okay. second. You actually, interestingly, had a career as a music exec yes, for a very long time. I did, I worked in the music business in every possible, from a record company, music publishing company, to a, there used to be record stores many, many moons ago, and I worked for HMV in their retail um, marketing department. And then I started working with the band uh, TLC with my ex-husband, and he still works with them, and I was with them for about five years, six years. And then I had a small technology-based customized photo handbag business on QVC before technology and it was a little ahead of its time. The timing was not right and um, I had another vintage clothing business that I, I wasn't that into. I have that mode where if I'm into something, I'm really into it. It's like the only thing I think about uh -huh. and the only, um, I could actually I be quite too. annoying. <laughs> That's the only thing that's on my mind, um, and uh, you know that's what happened, sort of with activewear. Okay. You know, it, I fell in love with leggings. Okay. I always say that. What's like, there not to love about leggings? I know that I love leggings, music, and dogs. <laughs> that, those are my favorite things. You have to know yourself. Exactly. I feel like that's really good. I, I have to think of my three things. I don't know what those are. But I heard a story about you that you that the concept of Bandier was inspired by the time you broke your foot. And what happened? Okay, so that actually, I broke my foot at, and this is very embarrassing, at one of my closest friend's son's bris. And it was the most humiliating thing because 
I fell in the most awkward of manner on uh, Central Park West in the 60s with my face planted. Okay, nothing was hurt, but I had broken my foot in like two places. I, it snapped in, I had torn all the ligaments and everyone was like, oh my God, you took a tumble. And I was trying to act like, no, I'm fine, <laughs> really, I'm fine. But I was like most disturbed that I had ripped these pants that <laughs> no matter what weight I was, they always worked. They were they magic were, pants. They were magic pants from, and I could, and the designer was not designing anymore, so I could never get them. So I remember speaking to my husband and he's like, what happened? Your sister said you fell. And I was like, my, I ruined my pants. And then he's like, we need to go to the hospital. So <laughs> I broke my foot on my mother's birthday. Okay. And before that, she broke her leg on my birthday. So we're, we hopefully that's the end of surprising each other with breaking items of in your body on people's birthdays. birthdays as a little surprise. So she, um, so anyway, I broke my foot and the doctor said to me, the only thing you can do work exercise wise is walk. So I, and I had no job. I wasn't, I mean, I was sort of in a lousy place in my life in the sense, cause initially when I had the cast on for five months, it, it's very hard to get around on crutches when you have like an enormous cast and yeah, especially it hurts your in, back in it, New York in City, it's such a walk in and everything. City. So yeah. I sat at home and I ate as much candy as I could. So then when I needed to like get back into exercise, um, I thought he was going to be like, I thought the day I got the cast off, I would be at Soul Cycle or going for a run in the park. I had no idea that. My foot was still like a giant foot. It was no longer that small, thin, gorgeous foot I had. It was really swollen. So I ended up walking like 10 miles a day. Some days, 15 miles. I had my little stops that I could use the bathroom, Bergdorf Goodman in the downstairs, <laughs> Club Monaco on the west side, <laughs> the Time Warner Center. At every, I go to everyone's office. They, that was a little podcast yeah. gold for New Yorkers. Yes. Like, I, I was always like, they have a really nice clean bathroom <laughs> that I could go to. So P.S., um, one day I said, why don't I, why is there no multi-brand activewear store and everyone said if no one's doing it there's a reason don't get any ideas so translation the next morning I had a list of all the brands I wanted to you know sell and so forth and that was it and then that was was the first summer in 2014 that we opened in Southampton, in Southampton. and when you were getting ready to open were you pretty optimistic? Did you have the idea that this is going to work? I like this idea. Or were you more trepidatious and worried that, you know, hopefully this will fly, hopefully it won't? I felt like it was going to work because in my heart, I was such a believer in what I was doing. I like, I couldn't understand that everyone wouldn't want this. I was so in love with every item that we were bringing in. Um, I did, but then when 10,000 items showed up at my house in Southampton, I had like a knot in my stomach because I was like, <laughs> what if like I'm the only person that comes to the store and I have to buy all these items, which I've already bought. So I was nervous, but I, I there was like this adrenaline and this sort of like 
belief that it was going to be a success. And that first summer was really not good, a fantastic summer. That's awesome. Yeah. So just for people who haven't been to a Bandier store, can you explain the concept of the store? It's fashion, fitness, and music. Where And now it's really about community. Now we just have to add dogs. I'm right, uh, uh, dogs. Every, I keep telling everyone at work, I'm like, we need more dogs in pictures. <laughs> um, it's We sell active wear and lifestyle active wear items. Um, we have a Studio B in our flagship store, which has 30 classes a week. Um, we have a, now we have like a coffee, broken coconut, matcha, maybe avocado toast also. You can really go out, go there and hang out all day. Uh, it's the type of thing that I always say, if you hang around the barber shop long enough, you'll get a haircut. So yeah. people <laughs> hang out there like-minded people before Studio B, before you take a class, there's the class before the class, the class, and then there's the class after the class where everybody sort of wants to talk about, oh, whose class did you take? You know, how was that? Like, yeah. you know, what did she play? You know, what, you know, what, who was there? Blah, blah, blah. I really like that too because it's kind of taking the concept of the third space, like the Starbucks, and making it into something so much more because you know, how much time can you get a latte? But if you can get a beverage, get a snack, make some friends, go to a class, do some shopping, look around, you know, that makes it a totally different experience. Yeah, it, I think it's, there's really like a great um, edit of clothing and accessories, plus there's like something sort of for everyone at the store and we really cater to all ages, all sizes, we just don't have men's stuff yet. Are you thinking about that? Yeah, maybe for the future, but I'm so hyper-focused on women's right now that I can't even really, like, I haven't even got my toe into the water on what the, you know, I have, like, sort of an idea of men's brands, but it's very different. Women, listen, when I started the concept, let's say I had the idea and, like, 14, 13 around then, um, it, women buy things very differently, like sneakers and activewear than men do. Men are very influenced by, at, like, by LeBron, by Michael Jordan, by different players and technology. And a lot of women are influenced by their instructors and their teachers and different people that they, social influencers. I mean, they love women athletes, but women are also very influenced by whoever they learn exercise from or women they admire. So when we first started selling um, women's sneakers, we knew it was going to be different. And, and it really was because it was a different environment for women to, it was more of a fashion environment. Mm -hmm. And for the person that, let's say, didn't want to go to just an athletic store, you know, that sold lots of sneakers and a tent and, you know, all those items. Yeah. It was curated in a more fashionable way. But I had no fashion experience and no retail experience. So So you just sort of taught yourself on the go. It it was like throwing someone into water, but 
and saying, you know, seeing them sort of learn. I For the first summer, I spent every single day, except the day my brother graduated from law school at um, Bandier. And people would come in and say, oh, what are you doing here? I was like, what do you think I'm doing here? This is my store. I'm making it happen. Right. Yeah. It's not going to, it's not like I just did the store and then it would just, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that went into making that store and learning about the customer and um, getting the experience of learning what sold, what didn't sell, what people were looking for, how we could make it better, what, you know, just getting sort of the everything down pat. Um, that first summer was really everything. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think a lot of times people look at a successful business and they assume that you go in and just bless it and leave, which some people do. Right. But a lot of entrepreneurs who are really successful, who've really made roots in a community, have spent time like kind of from the ground up. Every single day I was at the store and it was, I mean, I just wanted to learn everything. I, I'm, like I said, I'm very obsessive. So I'm, everyone would joke that I'm obsessed with leggings. Like I wanted to know if I saw somebody wearing something I didn't know, or I read something online, I was like a voracious reader about anything and everything. And I love health and wellness. It's like, I was saying to you before, I admitted that I wasn't always so healthy. Yeah, so I think this is funny. So tell us about the old Jennifer. <laughs> the old Jennifer smoked cigarettes, Marlboros. My friend Andrew says that I used to really just light them and then put them out and relight. <laughs> it was just more, I don't know, it was like a nervous habit. I was like a total carnivore. I was only into exercising when I felt like I needed to. Um, I didn't really get the, I, I had a very lazy side of me. Um, and it was either all or nothing. Like, and then I, you know, I quit smoking a long time ago and I don't drink and I'm pretty healthy. Like people are always like, oh, you shouldn't eat um, any artificial sweetener. And I'm like, I haven't had artificial sweetener in like a thousand years. Like, mm -hmm. What, who am I? <laughs> who is this person that's so healthy, that's I vegan? I mean, I hope we can still be friends. <laughs> we can always be. You know what? Just because I'm like this, I'm not, I'm still fun. Okay. But, and it's so funny. It's, it's, um, my eating meat is just, I, I, there's like, it's like twofold, uh, personal reasons, but my, I could, now I look back, I haven't smoked in a very 15 years, 20 years, whatever. And I'm like, I could never imagine smoking a cigarette because I'm always so concerned about every single item I put into. I'm like, oh my God, I'm drink, I'm uh, having this gum and it has like an aspartame or something in it. I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I can give myself one thing of pleasure, <laughs> cinnamon gum. Um, I feel like you deserve it. Yeah, cinnamon I mean, it's gum, like, just... it's, it's not like I'm chewing 30 pieces. For some reason, I like chewing it at night. It's like a pipe. That's funny. It's so weird. I'm always, my sister's like, ew, are you, we'll FaceTime and she's like, are you chewing gum? I'm like, yeah. She's like, 
gross. Get thrown out, please. <laughs> That's so funny. She's like, I really can't talk to you. It's not like I'm chomping it. I just yeah. like the cinnamon. No, and I feel like everybody has a little vice like that. Exactly. Mine is cinnamon orbit. I feel like that's pretty, and it's pretty benign come, in the grand it's hard to, Exactly. It's hard to come by, too. Oh, well. I, I dragged my husband once, you'll love this, to Brentwood Country Mart. And I was like, I have to get Cinnamon Orbit. He's like, why can't you get it in Beverly Hills? <laughs> I said, I cannot find it. We've been to CVS. We've been to Rite Aid. So we go there. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to just do a little shopping. He's like, should I get a haircut? I said, sure. He goes, he comes out. It was like he had Stevie Wonder cut his hair. His hair was <laughs> one pe- It was the worst haircut. And he was Aww. like, does it look bad? I was like, no, it's, no great. it's great. I was like, I pulled it off. I We pulled into Beverly Hills and I knew a hair salon. And I'm like, I have an emergency. My <laughs> husband needs a reshaping right now. And they were like, okay, bring him in. He's like, you really got lucky. Because his hair was like a disaster. So funny. And it could have been a very long weekend for me. Like, it would have been horrible. Yeah, I feel like for men, you kind of like see the hair a lot, too. Totally. And he's very fastidious. So to have the hair all different lengths. And I don't know what the haircut was. Like, maybe they thought he wanted, like, a shag or something. Maybe, which is not him. But you never know. Exactly. Um... I wanted to ask you a little bit about, speaking of L.A. and New York, there is a, a pretty huge A-list following of celebrities and public figures who are obsessed with Bandier. And um, I know Kim Kardashian, Olivia Culpo, Gwyneth Paltrow, Taylor Swift, Alicia Keys, Ariel Charnas, um, a bunch of people are are shopping at Bandier and into the brand and what... How does that make you feel? It and makes how did me, that happen? It makes me... I, well, the biggest thing for me once was I won an award. I never won an award in my life. And I got up the stage and, and Bobby Brown, not the singer, the... Cosmetics. Medic, yeah. said to me, congratulations, Jennifer. I love Bandier. I looked at my mom. I said, Bobby Brown knows who I am. I was like, that felt... I can't explain it to you. I was like in shock from the whole thing. But... It feels good that, you know what, I'm so happy that people like the store and they love what we've created and that a lot of people, um, you know, love activewear. And it's something you can buy regularly, you know, and yeah. you don't feel as guilty of making, you know, an investment because it's not going, if you want, it won't break the bank. Of course, you can break the bank, but you can always buy we have all sort of price range. We buy sort of whatever we like that we think is, you know, good quality products. That's awesome. Is yeah. there one Blockbuster product that really, especially in the early stages, helped you launch and solidify? Or was do you think it was just the combination? I think it was the edit that having like different all these brands that most people had never that was the part that was so anxiety ridden. I would say about 80% of the brands that I sold were brands nobody had heard of. Really? Yeah, so okay. that way I felt like we needed to carry Nike, which was so important because I felt like if someone came into the store, they would feel secure and say, oh, they have Nike, or they have Adidas, or you know, 
brand recognition of things they would know. So, um, I forgot what I was saying. What was the eighty percent of the brands? Oh, yes, were the ones that things that people had, really people had no idea. So, I think that all of a sudden, the big moment was seeing everything under one, you know, uh, roof. It was just like an incredible exploration for people. Yeah, and what I think, I mean, I'm not an expert in your industry, but what I have always thought it, it, um, that's so interesting and unique about Bandier is that, for me, this is like the first time you're seeing athletic brands that are that have a, a little bit of a fashion sensibility all under one roof. You know, it's a very different experience from going to either a sporting goods yes. store or a Barney's Bergdorf's where it's all high fashion. Where Where's the stuff that you wear on a regular basis totally. to the gym, around the neighborhood, but you still have some choices where you don't want to just go only buy one brand in one store. Exactly. And that's exactly what Bandier is. It's I love options. I love choices. And it's just like, you know, there's always going to be something for everyone. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's really amazing. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about your business and kind of the business side of things because... You know, you started in Southampton in 2014 with this yes. one location. It was a great summer for you. You worked very hard. But how did you get from that one amazing retail location to an expansion And in terms of not just the courage to do it, but also the business, oh, okay. you know, the business side of it? So, I first of all, the answer is I have no idea how it <laughs> is. Somehow they have fallen into place. But... Um, I think, you know, we came into New York and it wasn't originally as easy. You know, it wasn't like opening in Southampton where there's really two streets and, you know, people walk. There's Everyone but, will see your stuff. Right. It took a little while. Um, I think eventually we grew organically. We didn't try and... I, I, I looked at other people's mistakes and was like, I don't want to make the same mistake, so... What did they do that caused them to have issue? And what mistakes were you seeing? I was I didn't want to over like open stores. You know, like everyone was like, "Are you going to open like fifty stores or whatever?" And I said, "I don't think that's really what I want to do. I want to open the store in New York." And I started thinking about like I knew I wanted one on the Upper East Side because I'm from here. Um, downtown Fifth Avenue worked out unbelievable, but it's very hard with real estate. I mean, in order, especially in a city like this, oh my God. And if you're in New York and you drive down any Avenue, you'll see empty store after empty store. So I tried to use it to my advantage. Um, it worked in some regards and I was able to navigate, but it, it's very hard. There are endless challenges that you don't think of. And I sort of look at it like this. Every day you put something behind you and you think like, oh, I'm breathing. You know, I, I've got my head above the water. And then something else comes out that you're not expecting. And, you know, I feel like I'm not good at everything. I know things. I know who I am. I I'm great with ideas and I have a vision. I get very flustered with execution. So I knew I needed someone 
Ashley, who works for us, who's sitting over there, is unbelievable at executing ideas. And I also knew I needed someone who was very business savvy. So who better than my husband to come in and run, you know, part of the business. He runs all the business now with me, but he, someone I trusted and yeah. who has incredible taste and works as hard as I do, if not harder. So I was able for it to be him so I could also spend time with him, which is good and bad because some days I think he wants me to like not come to work because <laughs> I'm driving him crazy and everyone, but, but it's very challenging. It's, if it looks easy, which it doesn't, it's not. But if you love what you do, like I'm sure you love being a surgeon or having an amazing skincare line, then it's like something that doesn't really always seem like work. Yeah, but you just want to do it, and that's right. all you want to talk about. Right. Much and to the chagrin of your friends no, and family. No, and it's like I, most of the time I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid to admit that either to people when somebody will explain something to me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, can you give me the the Cliff Notes version, yeah. my favorite version? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like learning on the job and yeah. asking people. I often ask my mom. I'll ask my dad. Um, my sister, whoever I surround myself with for, you know, advice or thoughts on things. So feel lucky in that regard. That's really great and important. Um, you're, so you're very successful now, but people always want to hear about the challenging times in um, a successful entrepreneur story. So were there any moments where you felt like maybe this wasn't going to work out or any major challenges or setbacks that you faced? I think, okay, I always knew there was a place for Bandier and that if I could just get the product in front of people, people will come and they will love it. But in saying that, like I said, navigating around the New York City landscape of real estate is very tough. And, you know, sort of making those moves was very difficult. Um, realizing that sometimes people that work with you from A to B are not able to get you from B to C. So, you know, there's, I'm, you know, the hardest part is sort of navigating and making sure I make the right decisions. But I always remember my grandfather would say to me, I was like, how did you know how to do all these things? And he's like, because I made all the wrong decisions yeah. and it enabled me to make all the right ones. So I'm tr I try and learn from my mistakes. There, there wasn't like a moment, knock wood, of where I feel like, you know, I was really in fear and things weren't good. I just feel like sometimes when you grow a business, there are so many things to worry about. Um things that I never even thought about, you know, it's that it, 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 it becomes very difficult and overwhelming and you can't send the job to somebody else. No, because, because the bus stops with you, you, right? Exactly. It's your thing and you exactly. have to be in charge of it. Totally. So what are your plans for Bandier? So we are moving our Fifth Avenue location to 108 Fifth Avenue and then we're opening 
a, a flagship at Zero Bond, Bond and Broadway, which Such I think... Such a great location. Amazing location. Yeah. And then we are getting ready to open on the West Coast um, in West Hollywood in August. And that'll have Studio B, B and a food component also. That's amazing. Yeah. What advice do you have for people who are starting out in the fitness or fashion or, you know, combination type of world? Um, any advice for like budding entrepreneurs who are looking to start a business? I'd say if, if you have passion and you like absolutely love what you're doing, it'll never feel like work. It'll always, you know, feel like you're doing exactly what you want to be doing. Yeah. And, you know, I my best advice my mom always said to me was go with your gut. Go, you know, like stick with your gut and go with those. I never even realized that was anything unique, like to have intuition. I just thought that that was whatever. Now I realize that my intuition has helped me to make a lot of right decisions. Some wrong, but mostly right. And I feel like it's important to trust your gut. Yeah. I feel like that's really great and yeah. good, solid advice. Exactly. Well, because this is Beauty Bosses, first of all, I wanted to gift you a product from Scientific Beauty. So if there's anything you want... I already let me... said I've been dying for the neck cream. <laughs> okay. It's yours. I'm, in, I'm always working on my neck. The first thing I said to my nieces, I always say, make sure you put SPF on your neck. And my <laughs> sister goes... They're 14. <laughs> I said, you can you never just, start too early. You to start the habits early. Always on the neck. I wish I listened to my mother who was like, don't sit in the sun. My dad is like, go sit in the sun. Because he has gorgeous dark skin. So funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is yours. And then the other thing that I wanted to ask you is because this is Beauty Bosses, we like to ask all of our guests what beauty means to you and what being a boss means to you. So beauty for me is always how I feel about someone as a person. So I'll say to my husband, oh, Liz is so gorgeous. She's just the most beautiful person. You have no idea. And he's like, is she really gorgeous or is she in your mind gorgeous because you like her? And the truth is, I think someone is a beautiful person like on the inside is and who they are as a person really reflects how I think people see them. So that's how I sort of view beauty. And that's nice. And what does it mean to you to be a boss? Because now, I mean, it must be kind of a trip for you to walk down the street. Every time I walk down Parker Madison Avenue, I see people with your name on their little shopping bags and it's bandy it's a bandier neighborhood up here. <laughs> um I say you know, it means to be a boss. It just, there are a lot of sleepless nights. I just had to ask that, like, I slept for two hours last night because I was, like, recounting in my mind things I needed to do. But there's also, um, I, I when somebody is, like, happy um, working for Bandier or getting something at Bandier or having a positive experience... I feel so complete. It sounds so corny, but, and it goes with my whole vegan, like, healthiness. But, like, I'm honestly, I'm so happy when people tell me they're happy 
working at Van Deer, like I'm so excited when my friend's kids are like, you know, can my daughter intern this summer? Oh, that's awesome. So it feels good to be able to offer something yeah. that people want. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So I feel lucky all the way you around. You are lucky. Very and lucky. I'm and lucky I feel for... very lucky that you would even have me on your podcast. You're amazing. I have so much to learn from you. We'll talk are about you that offline. Me? Yes, we'll but, definitely um, talk about it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much this for having so me. This so fun and um, I can't wait to see everything that's in store for Bandier next. Yes, for both of us. Okay. <laughs>